Years ago, I did a radio show um, talking about the difference between opponents and enemies. And today I want to explore the difference between misguided ideas and pure evil. I'm going to talk about things here that I say are pure evil. And I invite people to try to change my mind that they're just misguided folks. We'll get started with that also. Guy who is now being, well, written about in the Mockingbird media from the disgraced Seattle Times, but they just couldn't figure out how to reach him for the article, even though his phone number is actually publicly available for the event that he has organized. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. Here is my commentary on Joe Biden, the speech that people had Joe Biden read last night. I don't care. I don't care. I saw the bizarre behavior from Pelosi. I don't care. She's always been bizarre. Everybody's aware of the fact that she is, well, rumored to be an alcoholic. Everybody's aware that that's been a rumor for 20 years. I saw Cammy correct Joe when Joe said, oh, he's not won the hearts and minds of the people of Iran. <clears throat> I saw that. And I saw her say under her breath, Ukraine, I don't care. Joe Biden is not our problem. Joe Biden is a figurehead. He doesn't matter. He's meant for us to place blame upon and and they want us to have sympathy for the old man. I don't care. I don't care what he says. Because Joe Biden will read whatever words are put in front of him at any time. And maybe I'll do a podcast on this. And I'll just be honest with you. Last night, I had dinner with my sister. And it, it, it actually took priority over watching that old man read words from a screen. Words he clearly does not understand. Go get him. Uh, go get, go get him, him them. Uh, get, I'm like, go get him. And I'm not mocking the medical condition of of dementia. It's, it's not something to mock. I'm mocking the idea that he doesn't have it because he does, and everybody knows it. So I got a note this morning and look, I take these things seriously. You guys choose to listen to the podcast. You download it. You've been with me for a long time. Most of you, I I do. When I get a, a criticism from somebody, I do take it seriously. It doesn't mean I'm going to change how I do things, but I do take it seriously. Amy wrote to me. And this is a listen to the podcast, Urban Warfare 101, retired special forces, Mike O'Rourke. I thought that was very interesting. How do you win an urban war? What do you have to do? What would we as citizens have to do to win an urban war, God forbid, in our country? I thought it was interesting. Other people really liked it. Amy didn't. And Amy just wrote and said, you've had better shows. Perhaps you should discuss the State of the Union address. And I wrote back and said to Amy, hey, Amy, thanks again for listening. Sorry to disappoint. Honest question. What would you like to hear from me about the State of the Union? God bless you and yours, Todd. What, what, what will I say? He's an old man. He read words from a screen. All of a sudden, they don't want to defund the cops. Now they want to fund them. Liar. All of a sudden, let's not make COVID political. Liar. I stopped Putin. Liar. Everything he says, he's told to say. He's not allowed to do things on his own. Uh, I, uh, I'm going to get in trouble here. I'm not supposed to take questions. Uh, well, I've got a list. Uh, where'd my list go? The approved questions. So, am I getting this wrong? Sh- should I be ultra focused on what that old man read into a screen? Or from a screen, rather? Now, 
I guess if I'm playing the radio ratings game, be in the news cycle. And again, I may do a podcast today about the old man. I haven't decided. It'd be a day late. But everyone else has done the analysis. People who like Joe Biden or, or, or want to like him or hate Orange Man liked it. People who don't like Joe Biden, can't stand him and Cammy hated it. Anybody who's taking a good glance at what's actually going on in the United States understands that the State of the Union, as read by that old man, is the ultimate distraction. Who cares? I don't care what Joe Biden reads from a screen. It doesn't matter to me a bit. What matters to me is what's coming our way. And the model for this is what is going on in the separate country of Washington state. The model of this is it's, it's axiomatic to politics. Power corrupts and absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. It's, 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 it's axiomatic. I want you to listen really closely, please. I ask you to listen really closely to this statement by the dictator of Washington state. And I will make note of something that my friend and former colleague, Jason Rantz said on Twitter. He said that he believes something is wrong with Jay Inslee. Mentally wrong. That's, that's a big thing for Jason to say. Because Jason's not given to statements like that. And as colleagues, he and I had disagreements about my approach to office holders. You know, I, 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 I know Joe Biden has dementia. I know he's not running anything. And he and I, Jason and I had respectful disagreements. And Jason's wildly successful and he's very smart. So it's a very big thing for Rance to say that something's wrong with, 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 with Jay Inslee. Listen to this and you tell me if you think something's wrong with this man, and then I'm going to go through these things that are evil. They're not misguided. They're not our friends across the aisle getting some things wrong. They're evil. And if people would like to change my mind on that, there's multiple ways to get in touch with the show. You can go to the ToddHermanShow.com. You can email me, say, I disagree with you. You can hit me up on Twitter, at Toddie Herman, Gab, Instagram. Julie has us everywhere. There's a Todd Herman Show radio page. You can hit us up there. So there's multiple ways to give feedback. Listen to this. This is Jay Inslee comparing a law that he wanted in Washington state that would make it illegal to question the outcome of elections. It would become a criminal offense for office holders to question the outcome of elections. And this is Inslee comparing that to people fighting to save their country in Ukraine. Now, if folks wonder why I'm so passionate about this, I think one of the reasons is because our democracy has been under attack right here in our home country as well. Uh, We, our democracy is attacked on January 6th. Our democracy is still under attack by those who continue to allege lies about our election results. And the people of the Ukraine were denied at one point assistance because of the defeated president that led to his first impeachment. So I guess what what I'm saying is I respect what the people of the Ukraine are doing on behalf of democracy because we're fighting for it too here in the state of Washington. So we're going to take the appropriate action to assist the world in this regard. So there's so much to unpiece about this. We, 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 the royal we, the royal we. This is a trick that people play to put you on their side because he's saying we, trying to move people mentally onto his side. James, he's not a smart man, but he's a brutal man and he's very good at this at the at the techniques of rhetoric of a dictator. Very good at it. And for weak-minded people and the separate country of Seattle is is overrun with weak-minded people who have outsourced their thinking to the authorities on every single topic that exists. They've outsourced their thinking. That works. So item number one that is evil, not misguided. Outlawing 
criticizing elections and making it a criminal offense to criticize elections. That's evil. It's not misled. It's not getting it wrong. It's not our friends across the aisle with overreach. It's, it's, not, it's not an attempt to solve a problem. It's, it is an attempt to criminalize disagreement. It is an attempt to jail your opponents. It is an attempt to make it illegal to say our country is breaking. Incidentally, Margot Cleveland. At the Federalist, breaking special counsel finds Mark Zuckerberg's election money violated Wisconsin bribery laws. Bribery. Just yesterday on the program, we shared that Stacey Abrams is still questioning elections. I don't think Stacey Abrams won the governorship. I didn't see any data that indicates that. I do think that the election was rigged with Trump and Biden. I don't know that they successfully stole it, but I've seen too many signals to say it wasn't rigged, including Zuckerberg's money. It is evil to attempt to outlaw office holders questioning election outcomes. It's not misguided. So years ago, out of a, of a passionate need to try to have reason in our world and with a misguided use of, of what I fancied to be my own intelligence, I structured this thing of, hey, let's talk about opponents versus enemies. Let's treat our opponents with respect. Well, okay, let's treat everybody with love. Better, God's plan, grace and truth. Truth and grace. The grace that I will extend to Jay Inslee is that he's savable. He's redeemable. If he'll take the need to the Lord, he is savable. The Lord can change people. The Lord can change his heart. But the, the, the truth I will extend is right now, he is a brutally evil man. I will extend this. He could have redemption by begging for it on his knees to God Almighty. And I will say this. He has gotten more people killed than any police force in history. And he continues to get people killed. He's an evil man. And can I love Jay Inslee? I don't know. Can you? That's item number one. Item number two. On the continuum of evil. And we'll talk with Matt Marshall about this. Matt is a combat veteran. Uh, he was an army officer, combat veteran. He's now an elected school board member. He just got, he organized an event coming up this weekend in Washington state called grit. There's a link to it in the podcast notes. He just got slimed by the number one opinion writer at the disgraced Seattle times. This guy, Danny Westney just wrote about Matt's event and didn't even bother to reach out to Matt, even though Matt's phone number is on the flyers that Danny has a copy of. He writes about it. He's clearly quoting the flyers. Matt's phone number's right there. Danny Westney didn't reach out. No, incidentally, I've reached out to Jay Inslee and Bob Ferguson hundreds of times to try to get them to come on. They're never going to talk to me in public. So item two, out of Washington State and for folks in Tennessee, for our, our friends in Texas, for our friends in Alabama and California, we've got huge numbers in California. Thank you for that. You, in California, you know this. This is in your backyard too. There is a bill in Washington State called HB 1901. Um, let me relay a scenario to you. You are in the separate country of Washington State. Your 13-year-old son comes home, says, hey, Dad, um, I need you to sign this permission slip. They're doing a, an event to talk about how pornography is good for marginalized peoples. Uh, I want to go to this. It's called uh, it's sex positivity, Dad. I want to go. No, son, I'm not signing that. What? What? Dad, all my friends are going. They're going to think I'm a, you know, a wimp. No, son, no, this is ungodly. I'm not going to let you go to that. I hate you. I hate this family. Boom, locks the door. That's today. Tomorrow, if this became law, by denying your kid's request to go to an extracurricular event, you just became a domestic abuser. Guilty of coercion. In your own home. And by the way, if you're a domestic abuser, they do a background check. You can't coach softball. You can't volunteer at churches. 
try that when they do the background check. If you're getting a job that does background checks, which if you're looking at a six figure job, they do background checks. Oh, we can't have this guy's a domestic abuser. Let's let's paint it another way. Equally accurate. Your 11-year-old daughter gives in to the social phenomena, the social contagion of transgender ideology. And she comes home and she says, I am a boy. Call me a boy. Get me boys, you know, change. Call me a boy. And you say, honey, I would love to understand your feelings about this and... Maybe you can explain to me uh, what's caused you to feel this way. And I'm curious. I'd like to understand what does it mean in your mind to be a boy? And, And let's start with this. I love you. I'll love you forever. I love you no matter what. There's nothing you can do to change it. I'll always love you. Can you help daddy understand this? No, I want you to treat me as a boy right now. I am a boy. And you say, honey, I, you know what? Seems like you're really, really feeling this. And it seems really intense for you right now. And I love you too much to lie to you. Honey, you can't be a boy. That's, you don't get to choose your, your sex. I hate you. That's yesterday. If HB 1901 passes, you will have committed domestic abuse. You will be a domestic abuser. You will not be able to work on the softball team as a volunteer if they do background checks. Oh, and then there's this. HB 1901 would then... Well, trigger red flag laws. Obviously, you can't have people who won't let their kids pretend to be the opposite sex going around, you know, owning guns. So this can also apply in spousal communications. So arguing domestic abuse. Yelling, domestic abuse, nagging, domestic abuse, harsh words, pleading, influencing that causes emotional harm would now be considered domestic violence. And you get penalties without due process. And, and, and there, there can be no standard of evidence because it's completely subjective. This thing passed the Senate Committee on Law and Justice In Washington state. That's evil. It is once again the separation of families. God invented the family. Satan wanted to break the family up and he did. The the world's first politician targeted the family and he succeeded in starting God's plan. That's what he succeeded at. Satan thought he won. He, He can't win. This is not misguided. This is not our opponents getting it wrong. These are the acts of evil people or or people who have been seduced by evil. Who have been told they now have the knowledge of good and evil. They now decide that if if a kid says they're boy, they are. And if a dad tries to convince his son, no, do take the AP course, son. Dad, it's a lot of work. I don't want to take AP. Son, you qualify for AP. I want you to take the AP course because this will help us save money on college. Dad, son, look, if you don't help me with this, then maybe I won't help you with college. Okay, I'll take AP. Boom. Domestic violence. All the kid has to say is that caused me emotional harm. This is not misguided. This is not getting it wrong. This is evil. It's profound evil. And again, changed my mind. Oh, we are so excited. It was a huge, huge first day in our partnership with Bonefrog Coffee. It was so big. And it's just beginning. Look, this is an opportunity, A, to get incredible coffee. Because let's start with that. It's an opportunity to get incredible coffee. It's coffee that's been, um, the, the, the guys coached him on this, is one of the premier coffee brewers, designers in the country. He's been at it for 30 years. 
And he is, uh, he's taught them how to do this. He mentors them. He, he creates some of the roast, roast some coffee from Dave Stewart. So it starts with great coffee, but it is a company based upon the following three words, God, country, team in that order. It is uh, founded by a guy named friend of mine, Tim Cruikshank, uh, who is a 25 year Navy veteran, also Navy SEAL. And Tim founded this to help honor the men and women who lost their lives in, in, in that pursuit. Hence, Bonefrog. Bonefrog, the Bonefrog is an iconic symbol in the SEAL community that recognizes the people who gave the ultimate sacrifice. No greater love has man than he would lay down his life for his brother. And the coffee is incredible. You go to bonefrog.us. We've got Bonefrog medium roast, dark roast, medium dark called Sons of Valor. I didn't think I'd, I've never liked a light roast in my life. In fact, I'm on record saying light roast coffee is a waste of, of resources and time. Not Zen Frog. I actually dig this because Tim explained to me how it came out to be this. this it's an actually robust light coffee. And here's the opportunity, right? You go buy this, get on the subscriptions, have this stuff sent to you every single month. Some of the proceeds go to help support SEAL families, fallen, fallen heroes. But you're helping to build a company on the values of God, country, and team. And you're kind of pushing back against a company who came out really hot out of the gate, a coffee company owned by some veterans, and God bless them for their service and welcome home. They said, we're the Second Amendment coffee company. And then Kyle Rittenhouse needed to use his Second Amendment. And they said, oh, well, never mind. Not if it involves Kyle Rittenhouse and they sort of trash Kyle Rittenhouse. That's not going to happen with Bonefrog Coffee. Simple. Go to bonefrog.us. That's bonefrog.us. Sign up for one of the monthly plans and get the coffee delivered to you. Yes, there's espresso. There's the French press. There's the drip. There's the beans. Whatever you need. Bonefrog.us. We're coming up. We're going to talk with uh, an army. Uh, a retired army uh, officer, combat veteran, <laughs> who's being slammed by the Seattle Times who couldn't find this phone number, even though it's on the, the poster they wrote about. It's on the flyers they wrote about, but they didn't bother to read out, reach out to Matt Marshall. So we're going to let Matt have his say here. So we're talking about evil. We're talking about evil versus misled. Tax rates, you could be misled on tax rates. You, you could be misled on, hey, can we, should we go confront Vlad Putin? Should we get our troops involved? Should we fly enforce a no-fly zone? You can be misled. We can have reasonable discussions about that. And those are the things that politics are designed for, that a reasonable discussion should the United States put our men and women at risk. Do we want to be able to get into position or be pushed into position where suddenly we're at war with, with Russia? That is a reasonable debate at any time. You could have debates about the role of governments in, in, let's say, limiting the use of property, right? Up until the point it gets into confiscation of property, theft of property, the, the, the desire to make, to kick people out of the property, which is exactly the next thing we're going to talk about, which is going on in the separate country of Washington. And we mentioned these things so you know that it's coming to you. This stuff is headed your way. Because ungodly people are in charge of things. And I'm sorry if that's a harsh way to say it, but that's the fact. There is an effort in Washington state to tax you on a house you don't own. Or a condo you don't own. Now think about this. They're inventing property. And then they're taxing you on that property. And when I say it doesn't exist, I mean it literally does not exist. So let me explain this. The proposal is to tax people on the best and highest use of the land on which your house sits or of your building. Best and highest is defined how? By them. And the metric appears to be best and highest use is what makes them the most money. When we begin to understand that in the separate country of Washington, in the separate country of California, in the separate country of Oregon, New York, New Jersey, Wisconsin to a degree, 
that these are criminal cartels running things for their own gain. If we'll get that through our heads and understand that the Republican Party in many cases is just simply going along to keep their base in line. They exist to keep the base in line. The Democrats let their base run things. Their base thinks they run things, but it's actually run by big business. It's run by the party. The Republican Party is run by the party. It just has a different approach. They prevent the base from being in charge of the party. Hence, their panic at Donald Trump because Donald Trump was elected by the base. He wasn't filtered through their methodology of making sure the so-called crazy people don't take over. That's why they panicked. That's why he had to be done away with politically. They intend in Washington state to go through this scenario. You own a, let's say you bought a house when, you know, 20 years ago. And let's say you bought it for $300,000. And let's say that right now the, the, the county says people will buy this house for $600,000. So we think that's the value of the house. Okay, that's based upon what? The sale of houses around the area based upon the value of the houses and what people are buying. It's based upon actual data. It's not based upon highest and best use. Highest and best use looks like this. You go to your friend's house, you go, wow, dude, you don't have a swimming pool? No, they're a lot of work. No, listen, you got to get a swimming pool. That's the highest and best use of your backyard. No, I totally disagree. I like my putting green. No, putting's nothing. It's not a sport. Like swimming's a sport. Put that in there and and let's have a slide on this end and I I dive in. No, I don't even like to swim. What are you talking about? This is Seattle. It's cold. I don't want to swim here. No, no, get a heated pool. That's the highest and best use. What the government intends to do in the separate country of Washington state is come to you and say on this lot, the highest and best use is a 600 is a, is a six unit condo. That's the highest and best use. In fact, that condo would be worth four and a half million dollars. So we're going to tax you on the value of a four and a half million dollar condo. Can you afford $60,000 per quarter in property tax? The answer is no for most of us. Would you pay $60,000 per quarter for a house or rather for a condo you don't own? For in fact, a condo that doesn't exist. This is monumentally evil. And it runs right in line with you will own nothing and you will be happy. The party wants to own all the land. Because it's a finite resource. They want us to rent the land from them. Because they get to do some other things. If we rent the land from them, they make the rules. Uh, you know, if you live in your, hey, wait a minute. I just got a note, honey, from the, the, the owners of the building. They're not going to let Fox News or Newsmax in here anymore. They can't do that. Oh, yeah, they can. And then what do you get from BlackRock and the big companies? Hey, listen, if you don't like it, start your own housing complex. It's free market. It's evil. And if people sell, okay, developers come and say, yeah, they all buy that for, for but they're not going to give you the full value. They know you can't afford it. So your choice is you sell to someone at cut rates or you bankrupt yourself to stay in, quote, your home. Even if you so-called own your home, which no one does in the United States. There's no such thing as home ownership here. We don't own homes. We rent them from the party. Usury. The Bible is very clear. You don't do financial usury to people. You you don't kick people out of their houses that they're paying for. People are paying their bills. You don't do that. You don't covet. Thou shalt not covet. Developers covet your piece of land. So they outsource the theft of your piece of land through blackmail. How is any of that godly? It's not. It's evil. This isn't being misled. It's evil. And the people who are doing it are either evil or they've been seduced by evil. They're redeemable. They were created by God. Maybe one day they'll come back to being children of God. But I have news for you. 
If your business is stealing, you can go to church as often as you like. You can tithe as much as you want. If your business is stealing, you are not serving the kingdom. Not even close. There are people in the separate country of Washington who are fighting back. We're going to talk with a former, a retired Army officer, combat veteran named Matt Marshall, who's fighting back. He just got slimed. I just wanted to have him a chance to respond to the sliming by this cowardly man called Danny Westneat at the disgraced Seattle Times. That's coming up. Oh, there are honest businesses. We're so happy to do business with Allen's Soaps. So it's Allen's Artisan Soap Company, and it was started by a dad. And this, and you know, we made this, we made this commitment to help businesses grow as the podcast is growing. Well, Allen's Artisan Soaps has been with us now for a little while. They're coming out with some new scents of soaps. There has been this wave of people on social media when they get Allen's Artisan Soaps in their home, taking pictures of them because it comes with a picture of Allen. Allen is my friend. He's a young man who is really, really seriously impacted by autism. And it's, it's very difficult for him to speak. Um, he's understandable in, in his enthusiasm when he's talking about his soaps. Other than that, it's really hard. Uh, but he's, he's bright-eyed. He's energetic. He is positive. I love him. And he works. This is the design. Alan's Artisan Soaps is about people like Alan having good, dignified work. And it starts with a great product. Alan's Artisan Soaps are great soaps. They're made in small batches, so you got incredible quality control. They are in, made in the United States, so you have the satisfaction of that. And yes, Alan works at Alan Soaps Company, um, Alan's Artisan Soaps, so you know that Alan's actually doing the work. He and his brother Ian. Okay, and you get the soaps in your home, try all the scents, sign up for some of the gift packs. And look, if you don't dig the soap, don't buy it again, please. But if you dig the soap, then this is another way to support number one, the company, number two, the show, number three, the objective of making sure people impacted by autism to this degree have functional work of which they can be happy in themselves, satisfied in themselves, labor versus being a sustenance. So it's so easy. Here's how to buy the soap. Go to Allen's Soaps, A-L-A-N-S, soaps.com. That's Allen's Soaps.com and fill your family with this so that you end up having a, an actual you know, soap product in your home of which you can be proud. And it's a good conversation starter, by the way. Leave the picture of Allen up. And you know what? We also, like, it's a great opportunity to talk with your kids. It is, like... That's what we do. We overcome. Talk to a gentleman who's going to overcome being slimed by a good member of the Mockingbird Media at the Seattle Times. Just because you organize an event, a pro-freedom event. So from the separate country of Washington State, Matt Marshall joins me. He is an Army officer, combat veteran, elected school board member, and apparently, according to um, a cowardly opinion writer at the uh, Seattle Times, he's a grievance monger, organizing an event that uh, has, has uh, for folks outside the Seattle area, uh, Danny Westneat is, is a fixture there. He writes words that he won't debate, um, and... Uh, he's calling the event that Matt has organized to fight back a lot. A lot of the stuff we're talking about. He says it's right wing theater. It's called Grit that Matt is hosting. It's coming up uh, this weekend. Matt, welcome back to the Todd Herman Show. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, such a special thing to wake up in the morning and see a um, Mockingbird media member has uh, has written all about your event. Um, so what he called you, were you not available? Um, you just chose not to talk to him when he tracked you down and, and tried to get your, uh, your input on this. Yeah. It's uh, uh, I guess it's quite shocking um, that he never even tried to reach out despite my number being publicly listed on the permit. So. <laughs> yeah. So um, this is the way this reads is that um, there's uh, here's the proof. The pandemic culture wars were never about the pandemic. Uh, by Danny Westneat. Isn't it great the masks are finally coming off, that vaccine passports have ended, that regular medical care is returning to the hospitals and offices are opening back up? Apparently not. We've had enough, reads a flyer for a planned trucker convoy and protest scheduled for, believe it or not, this weekend in Olympia. 
Uh, that's how this piece begins. So I guess I'll ask Danny's question since Danny chose not to ask you the question. Why are you protesting now? Everything's sunny and good. The dictator has allowed people some freedoms for a little while. Well, anybody paying attention knows that we've been protesting for years because we've had near one party, uh, complete totalitarian control in the state of Washington where people that are conservatives are being literally chased out of state. So we have a lot of grievances that have nothing to do with the pandemic. This is, this is really about, you know, personal liberty, individual freedoms, and people wanting to have a voice that doesn't just come out of Jay Inslee and Bob Ferguson. Yeah, Bob Ferguson is the um, part-time attorney general, by the way, uh, in the state of Washington. Uh, he is also, in my opinion, probably the most dangerous uh, officeholder politician in the separate country of Washington State. Jay Inslee is a functionary. He does what he's told. Um, he's dangerous because of the combination of arrogance and ignorance. But Bob Ferguson is, in fact, smart and scheming and, in my judgment, acts in um, utterly brutal ways. But let's just give an example, Matt, that, so that people outside, you know, the the separate country of Washington understand this. Um, in in the separate country of Washington state, there is a bill that's been proposed um, that will make you a domestic abuser if you if you refuse to pretend that your daughter is a boy. So HB one nine zero one. So your daughter comes home, says, "Hey, I've decided I'm a boy. Call me a boy." You say, "You're not a boy. I love you, and and let's talk about this." But I'm not going to call you a boy. Boom! If this passes, you're a domestic abuser. And then the next step is red flag laws. Hey, let's get your guns because you you won't pretend your girl is a boy. Um, so are those some of the things you guys are protesting? And those among the various restrictions on uh, on firearms ownership um, that have been proposed and have actually passed House and or Senate, depending on which version of the bill. Um, the various taxes that seem to be coming down right and left um, every time we, we turn around, uh, every time we blink. And you know what? They just lost a big, big blow here in Washington where we had a district court judge uh, or a local trial court judge that found the capital gains tax that they passed last session they just found that one as unconstitutional because it's an income tax. Um, so that actually dealt a blow to Bob Ferguson, but of course he's already announced he's appealing it. But in Washington, they don't care what the people think. They don't care even when we run these, these uh, what do they call them? Basically a poll on the people um, after they pass the, these bills unilaterally. They don't, they don't even care if 75% of people oppose a tax, the legislature passes, they just, pretend like they never saw it and just move forward with more taxes. Well, and, and what you said about conservatives being kicked out of the state, there was a, a debate yesterday on Twitter with a, a couple of my listeners um, who've been with me a long time from the radio show to the podcast about people leaving. I left. We finally had to um, for, frankly, uh, family reasons. Um, and we didn't, it wasn't our plan to stay gone, but after we left and they instituted the medically useless, deadly, politically motivated, politically advantageous lockdowns, um, there was no way we could go back. And now our, our life is established in the high mountains of free America. And I'm, I'm really happy about that. But let's go through some of these things because Matt, most of our audience is outside of the separate country of Washington state. So let's go through some things. There's a new tax proposal that will, and the reason I say that, by the way, folks, outside of the separate country of Washington is it's a template. This is what one party rule looks like when the party takes over. When they own a former state, this is what it looks like. Matt, there's a proposal there to tax you, your property tax, based upon what a big time developer could do with your land. So if you have a piece of property, and let's say it has a view and you've got a $600,000 home on that. Um, they can come along and say the best and highest use of your property is a condo and six units. And this property is really worth $3 million. So they're going to begin to tax you for a $3 million home that does not exist. So uh, let's play a game. I'll lay out an outrageous thing. Then you go next. There's an outrageous proposal. You're next, Matt Marshall. Okay, so the next outrageous proposal uh, is one that we hear every other year here in, in Washington, where they want to go around to private wells and put a meter on it so they can turn around and tax a person for using water on their own property on their private well. <laughs> so everybody gets this. Um, the, 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 the stick 
that they used a few years ago actually got overturned by the Supreme Court. No, it didn't. In fact, the Supreme Court let it stand. It had to be changed in the people's legislature. Um, and there was enough, uh, there were enough rural Democrats affected by this that they had to change it. Folks, they tried to make it illegal to build a well on your property or by some interpretations of the law to use an existing well if you're a rural dweller. Keep in mind that some, you know, probably 30% of the water in the separate country of Seattle is wasted through, you know, decrepit pipes. Keep in mind that that the fish in Puget Sound, and I'm not joking, have heroin in their fat um, when they're found because people pee and they defecate on the streets and that washes into Puget Sound. Um, Okay, let's see. Next up, proposal. Banning all uh, possession and sale of, what is it? Um, I think, did they say any removable magazine um, in a a firearm or is it just the 10 rounders? I believe it's just more than 10 rounds is what's actually moving forward. That's moving forward. Yeah. Uh, so th- there's there's an outrageousness. I'll, I'll place that on the table. Your turn. Um, OK, so they are trying to put monitors in everybody's cars so that they can track the per mile usage that people are driving because they're they're tired of electric vehicles that have been pushing for years not being taxed to the pumps. Yes. And they don't just track your driving, how far you drive. They track how fast uh, they track where you're parked. They track if you change lanes too often in their mind. Of course, they have no idea why you're changing lanes. They have no idea why you took a turn too fast in their eyes. Was it to miss, you know, someone who ran out in the street, a heroin addict throwing rocks off of an overpass, you know, which happens all the time there. Um, so they don't care about the context. And the other thing that they uh, intend to do is they intend to charge you per mile. The, the, the gas tax is already a per mile tax, right? Your wheels roll, your engine's on, you're paying the tax. They intend to blackmail you out of your car by continuing to crank the rates up uh, until such time as you can't drive. You can't afford to drive. All right. So that was a good one. Then uh, I've been warning about that for six or seven years. That was when I first started talking about that. Uh, that was the first time I was called a conspiracy theorist by my fellow conservative talk show hosts. This, that was the first time. Um, let's see. They have. Uh, oh, this is a great one. This exists now. You can purchase babies. You can, in Washington state, you can fly in um, a woman desperate for money from Bangladesh or or Thailand or wherever you like, um, put them up in a hospital, get them impregnated. Uh, You don't need to be involved, artificial insemination, whatever you like. Um, You can get three or four women in there. They give birth to twins and you get yourself six, eight kids. You fly in, sign some papers and you're gone. No background checks. You can purchase babies. In Washington State, I think I got you on that one, Matt Marshall. Can, is there? Can we even go more absurd than that? Uh, more absurd? No. Uh, purchasing babies kind of takes the cake. All right. So this is where the world's headed. Um, if you do not protect your state from the party, and we we talk about that a lot in the podcast, vote like you pray brings bring God's name back into every single day life. Elect elected officials who actually understand what it is to be a public servant. We'll continue with Matt Marshall. We'll talk about what this event is going to entail. Clearly, it's a lot of extremism and danger. Very frightening, harrowing thing. Oh, you know, if you are an activist and you need tools and you need to be able to tell people what's going on in the separate country of Washington State, this would be a great episode to send people. So easy, just from whatever app you're listening to, there's a share button. Pull that up, email two or three people to say, guys, this is why we need to fight to keep Idaho red. This is why we need to fight to keep Oklahoma, Texas red, because this is what's going on in the separate country of Washington state. So pull up in your, your, uh, your podcast app, hit the share button and send it to three or four friends. So let's talk about this event that has Danny Westneat uh, very, very afraid. It's coming up this weekend. What's going to be going on? Oh, so we're going to have a large gathering of freedom-loving Americans. We're going to hear from uh, a few activists, potentially, but really it's more of a festival environment. We're bringing Jordan Page in from, from Eastern Washington. He's going to be playing for 
at least an hour. And we're having booths with different activist organizations, businesses, political candidates, and really the idea and food trucks. Can't forget the food trucks. Yeah. Um, That's dangerous, right? But really the idea. Food. <laughs> There's not going to be meat, is there? Oh my gosh, we have an entire barbecue <laughs> truck. But Uh-oh. the idea of this is not just to sit out and, and do the typical political rally where people go rah, 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 then everybody goes home feeling good and nothing changes. This is to bring a whole new generation of activists that we've watched develop during this pandemic, bring them all together and coordinate so we can hopefully uh, have a louder voice for effective change in the same direction. Yeah, and let's remember something. It wasn't the pandemic that caused the activism. Flus don't do that. Uh, It was Jay Inslee, who is a dictator, and Bob Ferguson, who's the dictator's assistant, um, who went through, and now that they're lifting these things for a little while, uh, the injection diktats and and, uh, the traveling papers for a little while, they're lifting it. It will come back. This is the end part of the end game. Um, do you think that these people are going to be getting their jobs back because conservatives were fired? Christians were fired. They made a, a big point of, yeah, we're not going to you, you have to convince us that you're sincerely Christian in order to get a religious waiver. But no one has to go around and, and demonstrate their gayness or their blackness. I've never seen that. Like, hey, can you come into the conference room and prove to us that you're super gay? Because we don't we're not you know, we're not we're not sure you're sincere. Uh, or that you're super black, show us your blackness. But when it's Christians and it's the issue of having this mRNA trash, which in fact does write itself into your DNA, injected in your body, um, then all of a sudden the government's, you know, tracks transparency. So you run back there in some leadership circles. Are these guys going to get their jobs back? Are these men and women, these cops, firefighters, are they going to be welcomed back with back pay? Oh, I highly doubt they're going to get anything back. Uh, they're not probably not going to be offered their jobs back. This, yeah. this mandate will probably stand um, moving forward. They'll probably try to tell them they can have their jobs back, but they still have to be vaccinated for this this thing. Or and I'm going to put air quotes out there when I say vaccinated. Good because but it's not like vaccines. you said. That, no, it, it, just like you said, like the pandemic's not the cause. The, the pandemic was the excuse so that they could institute some sort of authoritarian control and just run with it with one party you know, absolute domination and threatening of conservatives with the intent to move conservatives and business owners out of the state of Washington. So um, the Republican leadership, JT Wilcox, John Braun, I'm, I'm sure they're very excited to work with you. Um, I would say that I actually have been able to communicate with them, but uh, I don't know that we see eye to eye on just about anything. Um, so wait, John, John Braun's not coming to speak? Uh, no. The Senate majority leader doesn't want to come and he doesn't want to come in. Maybe does he just going to come and hang out and, and meet his fellow activists and, and hug people and kiss people? I don't even know if he'll be on campus, but that's a whole different story. Um, however, I will put this out there that if either minority leader would like to come out and speak, they will have access to the microphone if they'd like right. to address the crowd. Well, I'm sure Caleb Heimlich, uh, who runs the, uh, the, the the Republican Party there, Washington State GOP, I'm sure Caleb's jumping up and down to come. I mean, this is a big event. So uh, what time is he speaking? Uh, yeah, he's not on our list. Uh, I haven't talked to him at all about grit. So he hasn't reached out? I don't know. Huh, because I'm getting all these tweets from the Washington State GOP saying, we're fighting back. They put out a tweet two weeks ago saying we're we're fighting back against the mask mandates. And then I, I clicked the link and it was a polite letter from J.T. Wilcox and John Braun to Governor Inslee. They even called him governor, politely asked him to end this thing. That was, I think, 729 days into this. So can you it, 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 as part of this and again for around the country, understand GOP means nothing. Right. We need to vote in godly leaders who recognize that they are stewards of God's possessions, um, stewards, and they have to act in godly ways, which starts with being an actual servant coming to serve, not be served, but also standing up to ungodly things. Everything we talked about, um, you know, selling babies is ungodly. Um, so many of the things they're doing, telling parents, you, one of the other things in this HB 1901 is Matt, if, if, if you tell your kid a couple times, they can't go to an extracurricular activity, say a March for social justice, um, or a, let's say a soft porn festival and don't think they won't, 
that you are then a domestic abuser. That's that's also a part of this. Let me ask you a question. Who back there has backbone in the Republican Party in your mind? Robert Sutherland. Yeah. I, I can I can list I can list that one man off who will stand up say exactly what he's gonna what he what he sees is right, what is godly, and uh, he will take fire from his own party and is actively being challenged by a Republican because he's willing to stand all alone if you have to and do what's right. Okay. So I've, I've got some friends um, that I've had on the program from time to time who I think um, stand up as well. I think Jesse Young stands up, I think. Yes. And, and Jesse is, I, I know to be uh, a godly man. Jim Walsh stands up. Um, I am disappointed in both of them that they haven't prosecuted Jay Inslee for lying about COVID deaths um, because he lied. He lied about cases. And uh, look, I'll state this out out front. And by the way, if you're one of the people who monitors the show to try to get me in trouble, here's your chance. I am stating this as a fact, not opinion. Okay. This is a fact. It's not an opinion. Therefore, I've now, I've now canceled out my ability to defend myself from libel charges. Ready? The Washington State Department of Health has absolutely no idea how many people ever had COVID or how many people died from COVID. That's a fact. What I stated is fact. It is not opinion. Sue me. Come get me. Take me to court. The numbers that Jay Inslee used to excuse his lockdowns are trash. That man has no idea how many people ever had COVID or how many people died from COVID. None. Come get me. Bob Ferguson tried to get me fired from radio. Come, 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 come sue me. You think I should be scared? <laughs> no. Nope. <laughs> they don't know, do they? They don't know. I mean, it's all about their, their testing metrics and their numbers per 100,000. And they adjust their metrics depending on, you know, how it's looking for them as far as public outrage so they can continue to control the people. Um, we had an activist somewhere here in Washington who recently asked for those numbers from the Department of Health and asked for the actual raw data, and they're going to be charged over $10,000 to be collected. So how can they be reporting numbers if it's going to cost $10,000 of research to even find the numbers requested? Well, yeah, and then um, and the, there's just this basic fact so that everybody understands that I'm completely not at risk, if, should they sue me. Um, if you were building a house and you looked at the plans and you said to the house builder, hey, uh, part of these are in centimeters, part of these are in inches, and part of these are in, in hands, um, some of this is in stones, and then there's this thing here called a hexameter, I don't know what that is, what, what, me- what method are we using to measure? Um, and the builder said, oh, whatever people choose. That that's that's that is an exact metaphor for what they did in Washington State with the PCR cycle thresholds. The the state of Washington has no idea because of you know the the false pause. Okay, so how do people get in touch with you uh, to attend the events and and go down and and hopefully meet John Braun and and J T Wilcox and Caleb Heimlich and, and, and well probably not, but to go down and see actual activists. How do people reach you? So we have a website, it's marchforourrights.org. Um, and then we're going to be down there at the Capitol Saturday. The event is noon to three. Um, come down, get some food, visit with local and hopefully not so local, like-minded people uh, from all across the region. All right. Sounds good. Matt Marshall event is called Grit. Uh, I'm happy to help support the event because it's right-wing theater. Matt, I always appreciate you coming on. I just ask you to go with God's good grace. Thank you, Todd. So I want to just, I'll tell you a story. In fact, I should try to find the audio of this. I will. I'm going to try to find this. I'm going to try to put this up on um, the subscription site we're building. Oh, gosh, you guys. I went through and listened to some of the old radio shows I used to do. (laughs) Wow. My daughter said something really smart. She said, Dad, don't listen to this. Respond live. Do, do live response so your listeners can hear you talk about how awful you were. Well, so I'm going to do that. That will be coming up on the subscription site that we're building, uh, some of the archived shows. Um, and what are the pieces of audio I want to try to find for this? I know I, know I have it because you're talking to Matt Marshall. 
about activists versus professional Republican shiny shoes. Um, my wife called me. We were in Washington, D.C., and, and I'd been working at uh, the Republican National Committee and trying to save the country. And, and, and well, I mean, we slowed things down. We redid. And, and I got to work with a lot of very good people and a lot of very bad people, a whole bunch of really bad people. And my wife called me in tears. And this was one of the Tea Party events. And she was crying. She was out, um, you know, sign carrying. They went and knocked on office holders' doors. My wife was there and could have touched the Democrats when they grandstanded and walked through the Tea Party group to go deliver the vote for Obamacare. Um, Nancy Pelosi, John Lewis, others did that. That's when they pretended that people were calling black office holders the N-word. And Andrew Breitbart ultimately offered, I think, like a million bucks or at least $500,000 for a single recording of anyone using the N-word for any of the black office holders. Never happened. My wife was was there. She, she could have touched Nancy Pelosi had my wife wanted to burst into flames and be sent into hell. And this was prior to that. So I'm at the, at, the, at the desk, my wife calls and she's crying. I says, everything okay? What's going on? What's, what's, you know, is, is, is our daughter okay? What's happening? She said, honey, I'm sitting here with a man who is, is he has a walker and, and he's in his 80s and he's driven from Louisiana. He drove all the way nonstop to come to this event because he's terrified about what Obamacare will do to his, uh, to his grandchildren and kids. She said, he doesn't have a place to stay. He's staying in his car. He's sleeping in his car in Washington, D.C. I said, wait, 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 wait. Where are you? And she told me the story of this man, and she interviewed him. He was so crisp of mind. He talked about health care portability. He talked about pricing transparency. He knew the ins and outs of the Obamacare bill better than any talking head. And he drove from, from the Nolens area straight through to Washington, D.C. in his 80s, despite being in a, in a, you know, using a walker. Now, I want you to compare that to what we just heard from Matt Marshall. See, one of the challenges is the Democrats are run by activists. At the middle level. At the top level, they're run by people who want to destroy the United States. But they've conned their activists into believing that stealing rights is giving rights, that teaching hate is to eradicate hate, that destroying children's minds and bodies is to help them live as their true selves, that killing babies is, is not killing babies. And at the top of the Republican Party, our party members as well, they simply keep the base in line. They, they simply make sure that the crazies don't run things. Crazies who might want to say, you don't get to kill babies just because you want to. Crazies who might say, no, you don't get to force me to inject myself with something that has no capacity to help others. Crazies who might say things like, you don't get to tax me for the price of a house that doesn't exist. You don't get to come into my family and tell me unless I let my son go to some terrible social justice event that the school is putting on. If I don't let him go, I'm a domestic abuser. See, the difference is the activists in the Republican Party are kept at bay by the so-called leaders. The cure for both things is to readjust our citizenship. As Christians, our primary citizenship is to the kingdom, which makes our primary allegiance to the Lord Jesus which makes our primary concern about elections 
electing actual servants who regard the word of God as just that, the word of God. And therefore, they will not employ schemery and trickery and lying and force and brutality because they take very seriously the role of leader. My question will continue to be when we have office holders on or politicians. Who is Jesus Christ? What is the difference between being a servant of Jesus and a churchgoer? And then, what laws can you name that are absolutely abhorrent to the word of God? Name them. Then we can talk politics. But I'm not going to be kept at bay as an activist because my activism is really now focused on my primary citizenship, which is the citizen of the kingdom that is run by Christ Jesus. That's my primary role. I'm a visitor here. Like that old man was a visitor in Washington, D.C. Oh, by the way, we did get him a hotel room. A couple of nights. A bunch of friends pitched in after they saw the video. This is the Todd Herman Show. Go be well, be strong, be kind, and yes, let's all work together to be right with God.